Wow, Adam, what a festival. I can't believe the things that we've seen, Trevor. As we walk out of the main theater that the movies play at at Cannes, I can't believe what we've seen. <laughs> and look at all this garbage that these stars left, just drifting across in the beautiful French air. And in the French Riviera, the body of water that the Cannes Film Festival takes place next to. Yes, also filled with garbage. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about all of these amazing people we saw at this festival and all of the incredible movies we saw at this festival. It truly was a special event filled with highs and lows, a number of surprises. Thank you, Spike. But uh, <laughs> primarily some great films. Yeah, and we uh, uh, definitely were here, and but we are leaving, and now we're going to go home to America, and we're going to record a podcast about it. Right. We're not being recorded right now. This is just how we casually talk, you and I, Trevor. Yes, and boy, have I had some champagne from the Champagne region of France, because that's where we are. Right, and I've opened a few uh, cans... Of what? Uh, Tab? Um, well, fly home safe, buddy. We are not on the same flight, so I will see right. you when we get back to the States. Okay, sounds good. Boy, that, that pilot, he looks familiar. Who is that? That's right, that's Lightning McQueen from the Cars series. Man, we really know a lot about international film. Right. Welcome to Palm d'Orcs. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 34 of Palm and Dorks, an in-depth and very serious exploration into the world of Cannes Film Festival, hosted by two fancy Frenchmen. Allow me to introduce my co-host, Trevor Dillon. Wow, yes. Great intro, Adam. Uh, definitely nailed that on the first take. Yeah, absolutely. I introduced you before myself, Adam Cervantes Wagner. Yes, uh, this is my co-host. This is the co-host of the podcast, Adam Cervantes Wagner, of course. Uh, Adam, for the listeners out there, I heard you say it, but can you tell them how you pronounce Palme d'Or? Yeah, I feel like you pronounce it way differently than I do. Yeah, I say Palme d'Or. Palme d'Or. Uh, where, did, where did you hear that pronunciation? I believe that is the correct way to say it. I, mm. I believe I used to say it like you did, and that's why I switched over. <laughs> well, for me, growing up in France, right. uh, we all said it, uh, Palm, Palm Dior. Right, growing up drunk on the slums of France. <laughs> yes, truly. Truly in the, uh, I, I literally could only name places in Italy I don't know anywhere in, in France. <laughs> the uh -huh. Champagne region, no. Um, how are you doing? Let's, let's start the show with a little bit of banter up top before we start talking about all these fancy movies. Pretty good. Um, speaking of fancy movies, uh, there's a few announcements today that popped out. We got Nope from Jordan Peele. Yeah, what a name. Typically, we don't do this, by the way. We don't talk about like like new movie stuff. I will save that for our other show, The Discourse. Right. Um, but yeah, what a weird name for a movie, huh? Yeah, not really good, I don't think. <laughs> well, you don't know what the movie's about yet. So, you know, it, that Nope could be the name of like the city or something. Right, which I guess would work. It looks cool, and it's got Steven Yeun, which is very excited, and uh, 
Kaluuya is back. Yeah, it's it's cool. it's crazy that he's able to just nab like two people who were just nominated for Oscars. One Kaluuya won the Oscar, and then right. a Kiki Palmer. So you just have those three names on the, and then you have this like really interesting looking poster, like truly just like it just looks so high concept already. Looking at the poster, <laughs> yeah. like what is the metaphor here? You know what I mean? Like what's it right. going to be this time? Exactly, which I'm very excited about, but still, I think Nope is a. Uh, well, you know, we'll see. That that's to come, and then also. Uh, which we kind of heard about, but is finally opening at the New York Film Festival is uh, Joel Cohen's Tragedy of Macbeth. Yes, Joel Cohen's solo. Um, I'm glad you're like bringing up news and that I actually know what the hell you're talking about because uh, mm-hmm. I know you just woke up like 10 minutes ago, so I'm not sure how you caught up on all this discourse so quickly. Well, I usually have it fed straight into my dreams. <laughs> yeah, you, you, had a, you had a nightmare that Jordan Peele's new movie was going to be called just Nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you saw Edgar Wright retweeted it and said "yarp." Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And someone was like, uh, uh, "Like, oh, Letterbox is going to be flooded with a bunch of review, quote unquote, reviews of the movie that are just going to say yep, and then everyone's going to give them like a million likes and stuff." And I was like, "Unfortunately, yep, that's where we're heading for that one." <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think we're all. Should we start every episode like this by just talking about news, <laughs> just like kind of half-heartedly talking about news that everyone who probably listens to this podcast already knows? I don't know. It kind of works, but how often do we uh, get some news? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. And um, our episodes are typically um, pre-recorded pretty early and uh, evergreen in the way that they don't ever feel dated because we don't talk about new news. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> thanks for dating the uh, the podcast very quickly. Um, I, I do want to say that today we are going to be focusing on, of course, as we always do uh, on these Palm d'Orcs episodes, the Cannes Film Festival. Um, if you haven't listened to our Cannes 2021 preview, uh, you should listen to that because we um, I listened to it recently kind of to see like where our takes were heading into Cannes. And uh, I'm just going to get right into it. We expected a very strong Cannes Film Festival this year, basically predicated on the idea that it was like a lot of movies that got into Cannes last year that got delayed that were like the best of Cannes last year. And then like the new movies that came in this year, so the best of Cannes this year. Um, what we're going to be talking about basically is uh, because spoilers, uh, and I'm going to lift the facade a little bit here for the show. Um, we were not at Cannes Film Festival this year, um, so we haven't seen any of these movies. So really, um, this is very similar to our preview episode where we are speaking totally on hearsay and what we uh, other critics i mean not other critics we're not critics but what critics are saying about these movies um but i, I like speculation I, I like um putting a little bit of pressure onto these movies before everybody gets to see them and, i mean one of them uh, specifically annette is coming up very quickly um and we're gonna we're mm-hmm. gonna find a way to try to talk about it on the show the way we're gonna talk about these movies is through a lens a, a new segment that adam and i are calling the draftening the draftening the draftening the draftening the draftening the draftening yeah so it's um what's going to happen is we're going to go ahead and do a draft of movies that we want on our quote-unquote team coming out of can this year before everybody gets to see them um and and, yeah sorry go ahead and the rules are that uh we're not allowed to see the movies that the other person drafts <laughs> right right like if i draft a movie that's it for you you never get to see that movie <laughs> right which is a bummer but you know that's just part of the rules baby i know you really wanted to see that val kilmer documentary but it just it you know it's not gonna happen right and uh flag day <laughs> yeah oh boy i uh, didn't hear a lot about that movie i literally did not hear a single thing about that movie same i saw the people on the red carpet and that was it 
yeah I, I know it got picked up by like focus features or one of like the the, the bigger quote-unquote indie studios but we haven't talked about like the order we're going to be drafting these movies in but i'm going to make that decision executive decision as the main host of the show and we're going to do a snake style draft are you familiar with what a snake style draft is um we take turns right no uh so uh the person who gets first pick goes first and then the person who gets second pick goes two times and then it goes back to the person who had first pick and they get to go two times so look at it as a snake going back and forth so it goes it goes from like let's say i have first pick it goes from me to you and then we snake back to me which means that we would start with you and go back to me then i would go twice and then it would go back to you you would go twice so the person who has first pick doesn't have a huge advantage in this draft right Um, you're a you're a bad boy trevor (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i'm not saying i have first pick but uh, I have a little uh, a little fun uh, game for you to figure out who was going to have first pick in this. Do you, let's, should we get right into it, or do we want to talk about Can overall before we get into the draft? Um, do we want to talk about the winners? Yeah, let, let's go over the the awards, uh, and then we can uh, eventually draft. But um, I think we got to talk about the big one. Yeah, so uh, this kind of came as a curveball. Neither of us pro- projected that this would win, although we did talk about it in our last episode. Yes. And go ahead. No, I want to hear your cat uh, going crazy. Sorry, she's a big fan of uh, <laughs> Julia Ducournau. Ducournau. Um, yeah, Julia Ducournau, uh, who, of course, we know uh, as the filmmaker of Raw, which mm-hmm. um, ruffled some feathers uh, only a few years ago. Uh, she took home uh, in her film Titan. Have you heard how people are saying this? Because I, I keep saying it just like Titan. No, I haven't heard. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's Titan with an E at the end. So Titan is what I've been saying. Um, it took home the Palme d'Or. Like, I just was like, I just feel like people, because it's more on my radar now, because I've gotten recently very obsessed with the uh, the Festival de Cannes, um, I just, it recently. like blew up on my timeline. Recently? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I very recently got into the Cannes Film Festival, like 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 last year. It hasn't been an obsession my whole life. And what does your dog think? Yeah, we're having some dog and cat problems here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, it's very exciting and exciting to see, like, originally they released a, a poster that didn't reveal too much, but it seems like after the victory they, they released one with a woman on a car. Did you see that one? Yeah, um, and I was reminded that there was a trailer going into Cannes for this movie that I saw recently before the movie Pig. And um, okay. it was interesting because Pig came out after it won the Palme d'Or, and, and I bet they had really rushed that. I mean, it's really, really difficult to do this, but I, I w- I'm sure they wished that they had, had like gotten that, that Festival de Cannes Palme d'Or winner uh, laurel on that that trailer. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious how many people at the... Um, Irvine, California Regal that I saw Pig at would give a shit at all about the Palme d'Or. I feel like there's a good amount of overlap there, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure the uh, Orange County crowd is just like you and me, all of them. They just are obsessed with a Palme d'Or winner. But did you have the same experience where did did it come up? I know you're not as quote-unquote online as I am, but did you see a lot of people talking about the Palme d'Or? It just felt like even more so than like Parasite last year, which was a big deal. People were just really talking about the Palme d'Or or have I just surrounded myself with, like for example, like the new M. Night Shyamalan movie Old comes out this weekend and mm-hmm. I've surrounded myself with a timeline that is truly like everyone is like, oh my God, 
old is so good. I loved it. You know what I mean? It's just like, that is not the consensus and will not be the consensus on that movie. <laughs> but uh, I've literally surrounded myself people with people who are like obsessed with M. Night and can't wait for like the new Kanye album this weekend and like, are like, yeah, Palm Dior. <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely not the, the status quo. I, I didn't, I've been working a lot, so I have been kind of avoiding uh, social media, but I haven't heard too much about the Palma Dork or old. I've seen you retweet old stuff and that's pretty much it. <laughs> I also appreciate that you just called it the Palm Dork. Uh, <laughs> sorry, baby. I'm just trying to, you know, think about branding. Your, your brain is just poisoned at this point. <laughs> just uh-huh. This nonsense. But um, yeah, so I, I'm really um, generally excited for that film. It seems, it really reminds me of when they gave it to Wild at Heart in 1990. It just feels like it was the buzziest film this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at, and what I'm using but mostly for my research is this uh, kind of Cannes 2021 critic rating aggregate list. Mm-hmm. And it, it's broken down by very good new films, good films. And the list of very good new films is 10 long. And then the good new films is literally another 89 films long. (laughs) And the lowest rated movie overall that played at Cannes this year is a 6.0 out of 10. So when we talk about how strong of a year it was at Cannes, like, it was crazy strong. It doesn't even seem like there was a bad movie in the entire festival. Wow. Um, or, or, or a, um, a not well-received movie in the entire festival, which is, like, so just tr- truly nuts. But uh, moving on in terms of awards, we have Leo's Cracks taking home Best uh, Director for Annette. Uh, again, we can't comment on it because we haven't seen the movie, but this seemed kind of like a slam dunk. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that was the big buzz, right? It was the opening night film, uh, and everyone was kind of looking forward to it. I, I heard the most talk, I think, about that movie uh, more than any other. Yeah, yeah, Annette really got people buzzing. I, I know the consensus there was, and that would have been a really easy Palm Dior prediction, uh, which I, neither of us made. I know I was like, I know in the episode I mentioned possibly going that way and just kind of taking the layup, um, but I, I was I was happy to be surprised. But um, yeah, it, there were the common consensus, but it was like the weirdest movie to open can in many, many, many years. Like to have a movie that bold and weird to open the festival. Uh, was very refreshing which is you know what you're getting into with Carox lately yeah for sure yeah i know he's definitely becoming something it's interesting because you think like you go like oh holy waters and annette like looking at them stylistically they're so similar it looks like you know from the amazon edited trailers we've been getting but like if you think you know what to accept from annette i'm sure you're wrong and that's very exciting when it comes to a filmmaker for me Right. Yeah, I love that. But uh, I think this is also the first movie that people are going to be able to see. From yeah, the, yeah, that uh, comes. It comes out on August sixth. It's like in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Um, do you have any read on when uh, Titan might be out? Uh, so I I know it will not be out in August. Uh, so so a, a slight bit of inside baseball. It felt like Neon was going to drop it in August, mm-hmm. um, and then it seems like once they landed the palm d'or and had a, a little more levity uh, and leverage um i'm not saying they're going to give it an oscar push because it's probably not an oscar movie but um it seems like they're going to hold on to it for a little bit longer and drop it around award season i'm sure it's going to at least get nominated for foreign right yeah for sure i mean it, it's it's 
Neon, who picked it up before the festival, they know what they're doing above any other indie distributor that I've noticed. They know what they're doing when they roll out a movie. So, um, and we saw it with Parasite. They rolled out Parasite perfectly. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that their eggs are now in the Titan basket and they're going to roll it out as best as they can and give it the biggest push they can. I'm just saying, I don't think it's going to make a big play at the Oscars, but you know, a, a foreign language Oscar is obviously great. So I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to prime probably trying to let I mean, and then they could always push uh, Julia DeCarno for um, best director. I mean, that, that's, right. that's a really nice push and, and, and very possible. I mean, like, last year 2020 you could definitely see that being one of the uh, one of the best director noms do you think um you think leo is going to get a nomination we'll see we'll, we'll see I, I i will say that if anyone's listening to this podcast and kind of rolling their eyes right now it's because we're talking about the Cannes film festival like the biggest international most prestigious festival in the world but it always and it's hilarious to see american critics go there and have this same discussion of wow, these movies really have a shot at the Oscars. Like, Bong Joon-ho said it perfectly last uh, two years ago, where he was like, this is a local competition, the Oscars. Like, mm-hmm. I've already won the Palme d'Or. I won the international biggest prize in the world. I could, like, he, he wasn't saying this, but he was like, I don't give a shit if we won Best Picture at the Oscars. Like, this is an American... Like, in the world, people, like, it's they look at Cannes. They don't really look at... The, I mean, of course, they give the Oscars some play. Are you, like, eating trash? What is going on? <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> I felt my blood sugar go low. So, so it, 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 for me, it's like I want to avoid talking about Cam through the lens of the Oscars because it's that's not what it is. You know what I mean? But inevitably, everybody uh, that has an American sensibility of, oh boy, this movie did well at this French film festival, this like world, you know, renowned film festival. I wonder how it's going to do at our American local, uh, you know what do you call it film jerk off fest i guess but of course you know we're talking about it just because like that's our big pop culture thing around here we live mere minutes away from los angeles so we're going to hear a lot about it um when it comes out yeah Um, it's just the american egocentrism part of it that always cracks me up is thinking that these filmmakers care at all about the oscars (laughs) right um but let's talk about best screenplay which this one is actually very exciting for me to see um, I brought up that I was excited for Drive My Car by uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, and it was cool to see that uh, it looks like his movie did really well out there. Yeah, uh, it, it absolutely did. Uh, we'll, we'll go over these uh, can ratings. So um, I'll just I'm looking at this thing where it's ranked one through ninety, and uh, Drive My Car is the fifth best reviewed movie that came out of Cannes this year. Yeah, which is cool. I haven't seen any of his movies. I put a bunch of them on my watch list though. Um, it looks like they're pretty long, is his usual forte, and I believe Drive My Car is like around three hours, unless I'm oh, mistaken. Sheesh. And it also looks like it's a movie about making, not movies, but uh, plays, it looks like. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. stage actor and director. So, so of course, a movie that won Best Screenplay is about writing, not a movie, but like a play. Like, you know, like people love to give awards for screenplays that are about like essentially screenplays. Right, but I feel like we only ever really talk about uh, Kora Ida or the other alive Kurosawa right. when we talk about filmmakers in Japan. So it'd be cool to start getting Hamaguchi involved in the conversation. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I'm excited about that one. I actually, I'm not quite sure who picked that one up, uh, if anybody picked it up. So, yeah, I mean, uh, how many films? Do you know how many films uh, Hamaguchi has made? Uh, I'm not sure. He's made a handful. Um, there's a few that are kind of broken up because I, I saw one that was like five hours long, 
but I know specifically that it's like in three parts because um, I was looking at them on Amazon. But let me let me pull that up. Actually, that'd be interesting. But you're implying this is like kind of his big his big like um, venture onto the main stage, right? As winning best screenplay at Cannes. And I mean, having a top again, I must have make some context to this uh, Cannes 2021 critic rating list that I'm looking at. It's like famously critics at Cannes are very uh, fallible. <laughs> like like they're not the most reliable thing. You'll hear a movie get booed at Cannes, and then like you know you'll watch it and be like, I love that. Like, what are you talking about? Or a movie that gets like a 10 minute standing ovation and then you watch it and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, it looks like he's been making movies for a while, at least since 2008 okay. with passion. Cool. So um, I hope, I hope this is what puts him on the map. I mean, again, I haven't seen any of his movies, but I, I'm really excited about this one. Having read the uh, plot synopsis and having seen, you know, the award and the, the good reviews that I've been reading. Yeah, that would be sweet. Let's get some, I'm going to, I'm going to be watching a lot of his other films shortly. Uh, happy Hour, Storytellers, Asako. Well, not well, Storytellers, actually. We can't do a Marathon Men episode with uh, Hamaguchi, Hamaguchi films because they're just so damn long. All right, let's move on to Best Actress. Uh, it comes from the number six reviewed film out of Cannes this year. Also a neon pickup, uh, The Worst Person in the World by uh, Joshim Trier from Norway. Uh, the actress's name is... Uh, uh, Renate uh, Rensby. Um, this movie is uh, about Julie is turning 30 and her life is an existential mess. Hmm, sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, sounds like my life. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> That's what you were getting at. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so uh, I do. Do you know anything about this movie? All I know is that um, Neon picked it up. Uh, I think that they're they're going to be giving this um, a release in August or September. I'm very, um, I know this one's going to really wreck me emotionally, so uh, I'm very, very excited for it. Yeah, same here. I think, uh, I mean, that's all I know about it, too, is seeing Neon posted on its Instagram. But uh, I'll go see it, absolutely. Yeah, it seems like a, it seems like that story about someone who's turning 30, and it looks like she's had a longtime boyfriend, but she goes to a party and meets this, you know, charming man, and it throws her into, like, this existential crisis of maybe getting into a new relationship. Uh, I'm really, really excited about it. That yeah, is best actor. Preaching material. to the choir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to best actor, we have um, uh, you know a name we know here in the states. Um, one second. Uh, let's see. It's this is pretty low. On the, okay. Uh, moving on to best actor, we have a name that we know here in the states. Of course, uh, Caleb Landry Jones, who stars in the film uh, Nitrum or Nitrum from uh, Justin Kurzel. Uh, Y'all know might know Justin Kurzel out there from directing um, that Macbeth movie with um, Michael Fassbender, and then also within the same year making Assassin's Creed, also with Michael <laughs> Fassbender and that same exact crew. And uh, he has a movie go... out at at Cannes this year, correct? Yeah, that's the movie Nitrum. Oh yeah, that's right. Wait, he won yeah. Best Actor for that, he's in the movie. Caleb Blanchard Jones is in the movie and won Best Actor. Yeah. Oh, good for him. I bet uh, his buddy is eating his heart out. Fassbender. <laughs> this movie looks very very intense like like do you know what this movie's about no i'm assuming um, it's about nitro oxide <laughs> yeah it's like it's like the frank booth character from blue velvet you know it's um uh it, it's about uh the basically i'm not i didn't i don't have to look it up but it's that big shooting that happened in tasmania uh in like 1995 that basically completely changed australia's gun laws like, of course, one big massacre happened in Australia, and they've changed their gun laws and have not had a single mass shooting since. Weird how that works. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's weird. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Caleb Blanchard Jones, who was, like, 
perfect for that kind of character, like someone who would just like, you know, it, it almost seems like that Gus Van Sant movie, um, Elephant, but with Caleb Landry Jones, who was just so incredibly intense. I will Whoa. say this. Ding, ding, ding. Go... You've mentioned another Pomodoro winner. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, uh, that's what we do on this show. I will say I had to go all the way down to uh, movie number 83 to get to Nitrum. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, which uh, has a miserable 6.2 out of 10 average rating. <laughs> Yeesh. Well, oh, the acting must be good. Yeah, no, it's uh, still pretty good reviews. Um, but yeah. I'm um, sure we'll it see is... it. It's the second lowest reviewed movie of all the movies that were in uh, competition. So, um, all right. And then let's get on to, wait, that was it. That, oh, no. Um, wait, we didn't talk about the, uh, oh, yeah, uh, the, the jury prize. Sorry, sorry. And lastly here, of course, we have the, the jury prize. Uh, do you know how to say this? Ex Aku? Anyways, it goes to Memoria, which is the <laughs> a new, a new Peach at Pong movie. Right. Uh, one of his movies that debuted this year at Cannes. Right, which is uh, awesome. I mean, we were kind of talking about if he was going to win again. He won 2011 with Boon Me. Yes. Um, yeah, so, you know, he'll take, a, he'll take a jury prize instead of a Palm Dior, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But uh, do you want to guess what uh, distributor picked up Memoria? Ooh, yeah. God, that feels like an A24, but I don't think they did. That would be a Neon again. Wow. Yeah, Neon. Uh, and I said this, uh, I don't have, we're not playing Defend Your Tweets or anything, but boy have they easily been the best quote-unquote indie distributor for like the last two years in my opinion they they yeah. really they really know how to pick up a movie uh-huh. they know how to make one i don't know if you know this or the listeners know this but parasite was not a movie that neon acquired neon made that film that like you know what i mean <laughs> like that and so they they get 100 percent of that credit for that best picture they didn't just see a great movie and outbid a24 for it you know what i mean right yeah. um but all of these players, these IFCs, these A24s, they all picked up movies that can this year. But Neon picked up like four of the award winners or something insane like that um, pre-festival too. Like they saw the movies, picked them up, and then the movies won the awards. So uh, Neon just absolutely on fire here. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Should we get into our uh, our draft now? Let's do it. Uh, the big question here is who starts. Okay, so here is my pitch for who goes first so we made palm dior predictions in our preview episode did we not right we did i think using this aggregate list whoever had the higher rated movie whoever do you know what i'm saying whoever was closest to the palm dior yes now you're talking my lingo let's do that so what was your pick again if i if i well what was it uh, Trevor, yeah. So my pick, of course, was La Fracture by director yes. Catherine Corsini. Yes, which picked up the Queer Palm. Are you familiar with the Queer Palm? I am not. Yeah, so the Queer Palm is a very specific um, award that they give away. Um, the uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire won the Queer Palm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really interesting. I mean, it, it is w- exactly what it sounds like, um, which is like <laughs> a really interesting award that they give away at Cannes. Right. Um, okay, cool. And my pick was... Benedetta, which did not win the queer bomb. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> could could have, you know, it absolutely could have. Right. Um, so the way we're going to do this is just whoever has the higher ranked movie according to critics gets the first pick. So um, Benedetta from Paul Verhoeven, the Netherlands, uh, averaged a seven point nine oh nine seven point oh nine out of ten, and and was the twentieth best reviewed film at the Cannes Film Festival this year. Uh, and La Fracture, aka The Divide, from Catherine Corsini out of France. Um, scored a 6.63 and was the 45th best reviewed movie again. 
All right, congratulations. <laughs> so us, the Palm Dior experts, um, uh-huh. picked the 20th and 45th best reviewed movies out of Cannes. Woohoo. <laughs> so the way the draft is going to go is we're going to go me and then you twice and then me twice and then you twice and it'll just be a snake and we'll go back and forth um i get first pick there's a lot of pressure here basically maybe one day we'll look back on this draft and look at it from uh it's different than an american draft right because the american draft you would put a lot of um you know box office uh you know points into it or i'm looking for like cultural impact reviews Listen, um, I know exactly what you're going to pick first, you slime dog, because I was going <laughs> to pick it first to take it away from you had had I gotten the chance. Uh, how in what way? How do you know? How do you know? Uh, like, I know exactly what you're picking first. Okay, you, you know what? Go ahead, say my pick for me. Well, what do you think I'm picking first? Out Let's of do can. it on three. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. One. One. Two. two three. three. After Titan, Yang, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see listen 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 uh, my most anticipated movie is after Yang for sure mm-hmm. from A24 that I'm going I gotta pick Titan I gotta pick the Palm Dior winner people mm-hmm. are buzzing about it we mentioned that it could pick up literally again who gives a shit but an Oscar for best foreign film <laughs> uh, but I'm 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 putting in right now my my prediction Julia De Corneau picks up a Best Director nomination at the Oscars this year. My first pick overall is Neon's Titan. Wow, great pick. Uh, I was looking I forward a, to seeing that, but I guess I won't now. <laughs> I got a Palm Dior winner in the bag now. Talk about cultural relevance. Yeah, all right. Solid, solid first pick. Honestly, no one's going to fault you for that. However, I'm going to stab you in the back here with my next two picks are After Yang and Annette. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, you know what? Having first take is not all it's it's drawn up to be. Right. Like, yeah, you I... just took two massive bangers off the board for me. Right, exactly. I know, uh, you know, good luck watching those, I guess, on your deathbed, I'll allow it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to After Yang. And then, of course, After Yang is the uh, new Kaganata film who made Columbus... Mm-hmm. Um, starring uh, my favorite Haley Lou Richardson and then another one of my favorites putting together a hell of a filmography I'm not going to say late in his career but in the middle of his career Colin, Colin uh, Farrell I almost <laughs> called him Colin Firth that is not his name uh, okay so you I have Titan you have After Yang and Annette damn, damn. yeah baby two, uh, two English language films unreal right because I'm an idiot <laughs> um, yeah who would pick uh, English language films <laughs> Uh, so my next pick is going to be Red Rocket from Sean Baker. Nice. Yeah, gotta go there with an American film. Um, that that was the number uh, thirteen highest um, reviewed movie. Of course, your picks were the number one uh, reviewed movie, Annette, and then the uh, uh, After Yang was the number eighteen reviewed film. So interesting. Um, yeah. Pretty good picks. So. Um, of course, you nailed number one. So my two picks so far, Titan and Red Rocket, uh, are in the top 13. <laughs> uh, Red Rocket stars Simon Rex, who if anyone has seen uh, Scary Movie 3, he's the, uh, <laughs> he's the Eminem stand-in in that movie who uh, starts on the uh, farm when on, on the signs are off. So he, um, he, he has not... The, the fact that we could be talking about Simon Rex again... Uh, again, I we always have to do the American egocentrism thing and talk about the Oscars, but the fact that we could be talking about Simon Rex getting an Oscar nomination this year is pretty crazy. 
I saw a clip from this movie, uh, and it just looked like that classic Tangerine Florida Project starlet uh, Sean Baker that we all know and love. And um, Spike Lee gave it a standing ovation, uh, notably wow. one of the only uh, times that he stood up and clapped during any of the ovations during the uh, entire festival. So I'll take Red Rocket. Um, and my team is looking real good right now. I could go, I really, really could go anyway here with this next pick. Like, <laughs> I know I know you're on, on pins and needles hoping I don't take your boy Wes Anderson's movie. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's see. Um, are you, a, are you, a, were you, did you see the movie The Souvenir, uh, Joanna Hogg's last movie? No. Oh, okay, so The Souvenir Part 2 is the number two best reviewed movie that came out of Cannes this year. It wasn't in competition. Uh, but uh, people are going crazy over that. Um, I like the souvenir, but I'm not like dying to get to part two. Um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the number six rated movie overall, the worst person in the world from Joshim Trier, who we talked about one best actress, another neon film. Wow. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna go there. I- I'm again. I'm I'm doing this fully off of what I think is gonna be good, what I think is gonna penetrate the culture. So um, yeah, give me that one. Give me that one. I know I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving some movies on the board for sure. Great choice. Yeah, the, the good choice. I mean, it's so hard. You know, hopefully we get to watch all of these except for the ones that each other picked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, great choices. I'm I'm of course gonna go with the French Dispatch for my next one, um, which I kind of have to do because come on, I want to see the new Wes Anderson. Who doesn't? Um, and then for my fourth pick. Uh, I'm going with uh, Drive My Car. I, you know, I got to support the Hamaguchi. I was talking him up, and I'm excited for this film. Absolutely, yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, the 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 so Drive My Car, of course, we already talked about the number five rated one overall. So that's a very good pick, and I think people are going to really be talking about that one. I think there's inherently a little bit of risk to the French Dispatch because that might be the one we look back on your team and be like great you picked like a mid-level wes anderson movie if not lower tier wes anderson movie you know what i mean like it could very well fall into that tier or it could be the one that everyone watches and is like this is definitely his best work and if that's the case then good pick thank you well i guess uh, (laughs) i'll tell you how it goes yeah i mean i mean hey listen i'm bummed i get a great trailer but that's all i'm gonna get to see from that movie that's right all right, so I get my last two picks here, then you get to close it out. So I've noticed that we've stuck a lot. Well, I think we've we've stuck exclusively to the films that were in competition, which you know, whatever. No, no, after sense. Yang wasn't in competition. Ah, okay, that's right. But because I might be going one here that's not in competition, uh, or that was not in competition. Damn you for taking after Yang, by the way. <laughs> I like my team so far, but this is a right. this is a little ridiculous. It's tough for me because I know Memoria is going to have the Tilda Swinton thing and maybe she can get some recognition for her performance and Apicha Pong seems like one of the coolest fucking people on the planet. Right. He just seems so, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't go down to um, like, you know, the Caleb Landry Jones uh, movie. Let's let's just go with a couple of softballs here then, I guess. <laughs> you know, the, these like foreign films that like might not even get get like a u.s release um i am very interested in i'm gonna skip benedetta so if you want to pick that up at the end of your list you can i'm gonna go with uh mia hansen loves bergman island the 21st best review movie that came out this year Uh, ifc picked it up 
Yeah, and that's a that, that seems like it's a two-hander starring um, Vicky Kripes. Ooh, this movie's got the Vicky Kripes in it. But the two stars are, of course, uh, Mia Wysokowski, who I always like, hmm. and Tim Roth. Um, and this is a, a movie about um, an American filmmaking couple who retreat to the island, to an island for their summer to write screenplays. Oh, boy. And uh, they, they take a pilgrimage to a place that inspired Bergman. As the summer and their screenplays advance, the lines between reality and fiction start to blur against the backdrop of the island's wild landscape. Um, definitely sounds like my jam. The poster is terrible for it. It makes it look like a romantic comedy. Uh, I don't think it has an official poster yet. So I will take with my fourth pick, Bergman Island. Uh, again, that will be coming out um, via IFC. And just for fun, just for a little bit of you know, let's. I could go like Oscar Farhadi's uh, hero here and just kind of hit a slam dunk. I'm gonna take a risk in terms of cultural impact, and I'm gonna take uh, the Gaspar Noe film Vortex. Nice. Um, okay. That ended up being the number ten best reviewed movie of the festival. Ooh. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, do you know anything about this one? No, I, I didn't. I I did. I haven't heard nothing. Of course, I'm a big fan of his last film, Climax. I thought he nailed it. Yes, Climax is... I, I, I was a big fan of this. I'm hearing that this is like a drama, like an emotional drama, and people were kind of befuddled by it, and it was definitely like a new gear from Gaspar Noe. And it stars Dario Argento. Interesting. Uh, which is so weird, and if I'm not mistaken, the whole movie takes place in a split screen. Hmm. Um, there's two different things going on the entire movie. Weird. Yeah, so that you know that, that classic that classic scene from uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer, ex- expectations versus reality. Right, or any um, video game. What's that? Any multiplayer video game. <laughs> yeah, literally any other video game. That's true. So all these kids are going to be used to watching movies like this. But yeah, fuck it. Cool name, Vortex, Gaspar Noe, who I'm not really a fan of, even though I said I did love Climax. I'll take that as my fifth pick. What do you got? Um, yeah, good choice. It seems like maybe he's finally figured it out with Climax and now this one. I mean, hopefully, because like I know, I know among the like drug community, um, into Enter the Void is like a big deal. But I thought that movie was, you know, it didn't really get me. I mean, um, it's funny that you say like I think he figured it out. He, he, you mean you, he, you think he's finally come around to your sensibilities? I, I mean, for right. someone, people would be offended to be like, wait, you think Gaspar Noé just figured it out? He's been making quote unquote good movies for twenty years, so. Uh, well, I, it's I, this is I, I'm very Adam centric. So. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, all um, right, so mine, mine is going to be. Let's talk st- about where you could go here. What, what, I, we, we've left uh, we've left a lot of good stuff on the board. Memoria, uh, right. Benedetta. What, what are you leaning towards? Yeah, I could take Benedetta. Um, I could also take potentially um, what I talked about uh, last time. Um, let me find it. Yeah, in in front of your face, the Hong Sang Su movie, which seems yeah. like it'll be pretty cool. Um, I'm not opposed to that. Uh, the Year of the Everlasting Storm would be a cool sweep. Yes. I think that'll be a great movie when it comes out. And then as well, um, which I also mentioned, Women Do Cry, which mm. seems like a heavy contender for a cool new movie. It's an uncertain regard, but I don't know how yeah. it'll fare who, when it comes out. Who do you think picked up, distribu- distributor-wise, who do you think picked up um, The Year of the Everlasting Storm? You know? Yeah, I do know. So is it Neon? It was Neon. <laughs> Those guys, they picked up like five movies, and they were like five of the buzziest movies at the festival. It's, like, it's incredible. Sweet. Okay, cool. So that means we will get to watch it. Yes. Um, and then, you know, last but not least, um, Cow. 
Mm. Didn't hear anything about cow. I heard it was very good. Yeah, the life of a cow. So, you know. Um, but I think what I'm going to go with is you mentioned um, Asghar Farhadi's A Hero. I just love yeah. him and would love to see that movie. I haven't heard anything about it, too. So, you know, but that's how I do it. Like, I don't watch trailer movies. I don't watch movie trailers or anything like that. I, I try to go in as clean as possible to a movie. Yeah, I mean, it was the number 15 um, best reviewed movie out of Cannes. So I, th- I think you're uh, I think you're playing it safe here after. Uh, I think you have a couple. I think you have. Your list is very safe. Um, I think that if like someone was to bet on which one's going to be the more quote unquote successful list that they got to bet on yours after Yang and that the French dispatch and drive my car and a hero. Like it just very solid, good draft from you. I hate to admit it. And it's a bummer that I'm not going to get to see any of these movies. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And it sucks for you, but you know, you took some good ones out from under me also. So says la vie. I wonder if all of these 10, which I guess are officially the Palma Dork's top 10. Um, I wonder if we're going to be able to see them all. Yes, I believe every single one of these films will be released in the United States, and that, that's another thing is that like we, I don't want to draft, I don't want to draft a movie that uh, I, I won't eventually get to see. You know, that'd be that'd be a big bummer. That'd be a big hit to my team, definitely. And my team is of course uh, Titan, uh, Red Rocket, The Worst Person in the World, Bergman Island, and Vortex. Um, one movie that I left off my list because I didn't realize this, but it was the number ninety first. Um, the rated movie out of Cannes and that would be uh, the movie Lamb which there's a trailer for that's an A24 acquisition uh-huh. and it looks absolutely beautiful interesting that um, has Numi uh, uh, Rapace in it and it looks really beautiful but it just it, I, I didn't get that great of reviews again this year that means it got like a 6.09 out of 10 average score which is pretty good and again I have to say for context famously Cannes critics not super reliable <laughs> right but i guess we'll see you know it could be vapid yeah so good draft uh so uh we have some ideas coming up uh for the future of this podcast where we're going to be like sometimes doing an entire episode uh called the drafting where we'll do different drafts like this uh, i think it's a lot of fun and it's always fun to look back on and we can revisit on uh subsequent the drafting episodes how our previous drafts did you know what i mean so one yeah. day we will look back on this maybe in a palm d'york's episode maybe in another drafting episode and just be like clearly 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 my list had the bigger cultural impact blah 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 <laughs> and we can debate it before we get into the other list but we have some um other ideas for shows coming up if anybody um is interested in what we have of course we are doing the heist genre as our next genre on the main feed but um just like today how we did a palm d'orks episode next week we're going to be doing a genre catch-up episode we're going to be talking about m night Shyamalan's old uh the a24 film that's out in theaters now zola and then uh the nick cage film pig so um talking about some new movies and then we're going to be debuting a new show called marathon men where adam and i are going to watch um three to four movies typically we're not going to like wear ourselves out too you know too thin but uh this one this particular episode is going to be called the Shyamalanathon, where we're going to be watching three Shyamalan movies and discussing them in context those three movies are going to be and we haven't figured out the order yet but it's going to be The Happening, Lady in the Water, and The Village. We're going to break out three new shows for you in this uh, run here and then of course uh, in the middle of August we're going to do our intro to heist episode so we'll get back to the kind of you know the main show Uh, and then uh, we've been teasing this but in October we're going to bust out uh, Scary Boys Scaring Boys where we're going to talk about (laughs) horror movies all month with some awesome guests so um 
two things, Adam. How do you feel about your team leaving this Paul of New York's episode? And how do you feel about the future of Ghost Party Radio? Uh, I feel good about my team, you know, speaking of Space Jam. Um, definitely the, <laughs> the, the Monstars. But, uh, I, I mean, these are all just movies that I really want to see. So even if it doesn't hit a big impact, I'm going to be happy watching these. Yeah, totally. I feel the exact same thing about my list, and um, like like I like we mentioned, I think that these movies are going to be readily available for us at some point, uh, whether in late twenty twenty one or in twenty twenty two. And then, I'm excited to see where Ghost Party goes. You know, we're slowly uh, snowballing here, but it would be nice to get a bigger audience and hear from <laughs> the people. Absolutely, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll be sending out some polls uh, very soon about what people uh what you know what shows people are liking like you know if someone was like don't do scary boys scaring boys again we don't want to hear this again then then we won't do it but the concept of the show is that on ghost party radio you can turn the dial to any number of different uh programs so we're going to try and switch it up as, as much as we can uh before we get out of here and leave this palm Dorks episode uh do you have anything you want to plug adam um just check out my website uh adamjcwagner.com that's where i post the stuff that i make Cool. And I'm on Letterboxd at Captain Dills and personals are at Trevor Dills on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, you can follow us at Ghost Party Picks on all our socials. Um, yeah, try to review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if you can. Uh, if you have a loved one uh, near you right now, grab their phone and uh, subscribe to Ghost Party Radio on it. And then uh, if you listen to us on Spotify, just make sure that you're following us. Uh, that really, really helps. And um, I know we're also on Google Podcasts. I, I know the links that I tweet out through Twitter are actually Google Podcast links. So um, if anything, that's really what we're pushing on people now at this point. But um, yeah, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I as well am very excited about the future of it. Uh, Adam, is any, any parting words for the listeners? Uh, you know, thank you everyone for flying out here and meeting us in France. Uh, I know it wasn't easy, especially with COVID, but uh, you're all troopers here. And thanks for getting vaccinated. Just messing up the timeline because at the very beginning of the episode, we said that we were flying back from France. Right. Well, I recorded my part earlier than your your part. Yeah, our editor's going to have a hell of a time putting this one together. Uh, people, watch more movies. Watch these canned movies when they come out. Uh, it was an incredibly strong year. Um, and here's the 2022. Avida Sane. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Palm Dorks. Adam, we have officially... Dorked the Palm. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Da 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 da.